The game continues on News Radio KMAN. Troy, Owen, one Mitch Fortner along on the line as well as he checks in from Topeka and Washburn Rural High School ahead of hoops action tonight. Just want to note Genesis Invitational. Tiger Woods is withdrawn. That's unfortunate. Illness. Insert your own joke here. Probably the best way to handle that one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That that wasn't going well whatsoever for Tiger. Never does at that tournament, by the way. It's not a good track record there. Even though it's his home tournament. So I think he psychs himself out sometimes. Yeah, that could very well be. He had back spasms yesterday, and then so now uh, illness. It's the kind of how he was playing, I think. Um, Anyway, hi, Mitch. (laughs) What's happening, boys? Uh, What's on your mind as we get into a 5 o'clock hour on a Friday? Um, Well, what's on my mind is the wind is really cold, and I I couldn't have booked it faster without a dead sprint into getting to Washburn Rural High School. Can I pack a jacket? Well, I'm wearing, I, I bought this uh, Manhattan High hoodie at the last football game we had, and it's super warm. It's very comfortable. But I'm also like, you know, we've had a few weeks of much warmer weather, so my bod got used to it. This isn't and now Scottsdale, it's all out man. Of sync. Yeah, this isn't Scottsdale. Yeah, somehow my uh, my body is acclimated to Scottsdale, Arizona weather, a.k.a. <laughs> the south of Italy. Um, actually, I, I think south of Italy is warm this time of year. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> the globetrotting Mitch Fortner, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, speaking of Scottsdale, K-State baseball tonight online. Coverage beginning there at 630 with Brian Smoller. He drew the long straw to go to Scottsdale. Mitch, meanwhile, is over. I would Oh, go ahead. I would have loved to go. Uh, tell me about it. Take me with him next time. But you got to find somebody to sit here. That's the only problem. I, I would have been great with sitting at the uh, ballparks this weekend. Because they're at a bunch of spring training uh, ballparks. Yep. I don't know if it's three different ones the entire time. I know they're two. at where the Cubs play. Yeah, yeah two, two. two different ones. Two different ones. They'll play tonight and then flip, go over to the ne- next one tomorrow, and that's the same one then on Sunday. So Yeah, they're... They're basically minor league parks. Yep, got to love them. Some good draft exposure for the guys out there this weekend. Though. One of these days I'm going to get down to spring training. Have not done that yet. For all of my sports experiences, I have not done a spring training yet. I smell a K-Man road trip in the future. On whose dollar? <sighs> we'll figure that part out later. <laughs> we'll, we'll get on that sponsorship thing, right? Yeah, no yeah. kidding, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right, while we're talking baseball, really the real heat of the action, segue, 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 comes up tomorrow when the K-State men are back at it on the hardwood. Mitch? Yes. Are you ready? Do you have the computer booted? Computer's booted, as in I printed out a piece of paper before I left the office. Ah. And I'm ready to go whenever you are. Just it, It all comes down to when Owen wants to hit the button. Drum roll in three, two, one. Here's Mitch Ball with tonight's prediction. Tomorrow's uh, prediction. And uh, 
Man, Mitch Palm is on a losing streak. Big time. Mitch Palm has lost four in a row, so that already plays in a factor on how I'm going to predict this game. Cats, TCU, Saturday morning in Bramblage Coliseum. The Cats are 15-9, 5-6 in the Big 12. The Horned Frogs, 17-7 and 6-5 and and in the best conference in America. TCU is receiving votes not in the top 25, but they're not in the top 25, but they are receiving votes in the AP Top 2-5. And for each team, this is now a quad two game because K-State is now 77th in the net. So for TCU, that's just barely a quad two game. Also for K-State, so this is more of a must-win for K-State than it is for TCU, who just has a much better overall uh, resume being built uh, as we speak. Cats did not play midweek. Meanwhile, TCU coming off a win over West Virginia on Monday, 81-65 to end a two-game skid. Cats lead the all-time series 21-12. and They're 9-5 and against the Horned Frogs in Manhattan, Kansas. Well, for TCU, they're under uh, head coach Jamie Dixon. He's in his eighth season. According to their um, notes, TCU this season is looking for their third straight trip to the NCAA tournament. Never in TCU basketball history has the Horned Frogs made three straight trips to the big dance. So they're looking to make history. They're on uh, they're on the right track. Um, I mean, they haven't had uh, five of their six losses, or, or I'm sorry, six of their seven losses have been to quad one teams, quad one games. So they don't really have any bad losses. They have wins over Houston. They beat Oklahoma. They beat Baylor. They've beaten Texas Tech. And um, they're looking good right now. Offensively for TCU, there's one thing. that If you know anything about TCU, this is the clear thing that stands out about them is turning defense into offense. They are the best fast break team in the nation. They average 20.1 points per game in fast break. And that yeah, the most in the league the most in the nation, and TCU leads the Big 12 um, in when it comes to shortest possessions offensively. That makes a lot of sense, right, because of their fast breaks. Possessions only lasting half of the shot clock for TCU, so they like to move the ball. They like to push. Big key for K-State as we kind of sneak peek at the, uh, the keys coming up is that they cannot give up too many live ball turnovers. They may get eaten alive if they give up too many of those live ball turnovers, and here comes TCU in transition. Um, they can really score. They're a good offense. They shoot the ball well. The thing is, they're a 38% three-point shooting team. That's a phenomenal number. That's third best um, in the Big 12. KU is ahead of them, but like KU, they don't shoot it too much. They need it. I'm surprised they don't shoot more threes. 18 per game, 38%. They only shoot 18 a game. Um, decent rebounders on offense. Here's my problem about TCU's offense is, like K-State, they can be a little bit sloppy of taking care of the basketball. TCU has been better over the last six games, just 11.3 per game. Defensively, TCU is not as good as they are offensively. They're still not bad, and what they do best is put some pressure on you. They like to force turnovers They like that's because they like to get out and play fast. They want to get you to turn it over. And right now, TCU is averaging 9.2 steals per game. That is 18th in the nation. And the Horned Frogs do a solid job. The turnovers number right now per game, 15.3. Very good number. That's in the top 25 in the nation. 
they've forced at least 13 turnovers in all games but four this year. It's not looking too great so far for uh, what problems K-State has. Now, I would say just defending shots. TCU hasn't been that great this year. Punching the numbers earlier, TCU is the second-worst team in the Big 12 in stopping two-point shots. They're a little bit better guarding the three, but they could be better. They can get off balance easily if you have good ball movement. Um, Also, um, for Jamie Dixon's team, a ton of experience. Their lineup has over 1,000 games played. They are the third most experienced team in the country, and it starts with Emmanuel Miller, who's a Texas A&M transfer, has really developed, and he has become one of the best players in the Big 12. And right now he's averaging about 17 points a game, grabs about five and a half rebounds, 44% from three-point range, um, gets to the free throw line. He's been in double figures 22 times, and he has scored 20 points eight times this season. Next on the list is Ernest Uday. He is their center, a 6'11 big. He is from KU. That might, that might be why you recognize the name. He was a backup at KU at center. I think K-State can get after him because I haven't been too impressed by Ernest Uday this year. He has started in every single game. He's averaging four points, five rebounds a game, makes, making 60% of his shots. Likes to step outside once in a while, but I don't see that as a threat. I think K-State can be more physical than he can. So let's watch for that. I'm very I'm very interested to see how Will McNair, Jarrell Colbert, David Gasson handle Ernest Uday. I think they can all go to work against them. You know, Jarrell Colbert is not an offensive threat just yet. Not just yet. Uh, but Jarrell Colbert is going to block him at least twice. He's going to block his shot at least twice. Uh, on Saturday morning. All right, keys to the game. I think this is a game where K-State, going back to the KU game, what K-State did, they won the three-point line. I think you got to go back to that mentality. Since TCU doesn't shoot a ton of threes, maybe you want to hold them to shooting threes, and the more they miss is better for you because they're not a great offensive rebounding team. Or I'm sorry, they're not a, big, a great defensive rebounding team. So keep getting the shots up hit those threes, and win the three-point line. That's a very big key. Getting into the free-throw line is key because TCU does allow too many free-throws per game. I think that's a key as well. Win the paint as well. It's not just about getting even like K-State was with KU inside the arc. I think this is an area where K-State does need to win um, on Saturday against TCU. Plus, of course, taking care of the basketball. Taking care of the basketball will be premium in this game because how fast TCU likes to play. They like to play much faster than K-State. So the Cats, I I wouldn't be surprised if they have a lot of long possessions to try to limit how often TCU has the basketball. Ken Palm gives K-State a 46% chance of winning. And they have the final score, TCU 71-70, does Ken Pomeroy. I disagree. It is a home game for K-State. If they play a bit of a cleaner basketball game and they can hit more threes, I like K-State's chances to get it done. It's been tough for the Big 12 teams to win on the road this year. It is down 
compared to recent years, it is a down year for teams on the road in conference to go get victories. So based on those numbers, odds are in K-State's favor. So I think it is kind of a coin flip, but I am going to go K-State to win this game. And the and, Ken, and Mitch Palmer is going to get back on the right track, guys. Mitch Palm's final score, 61% chance the Cats win. Final score is 69-66. to 66. You are a bold one, Mr. Palm. Yeah, I mean, I gave you a, a, quite a few numbers that didn't look good. but I know. I, I think it's important that K-State's at home. If this was in Fort Worth, I think this is a different game. But it's, it's at home where K-State obviously is playing their best basketball, obviously gives them the best shot to win, obviously is one of the best environments in the nation when it is the Octagon of Doom, and it's fired up. you you got to always keep that stuff in mind. And with that being in mind, I go K-State. But if it was in Fort Worth, I would go TCU. I'll, I'll tell you this. Two straight losses, four straight losses, ten straight losses. The people have not lost faith in Mitch Palmer, right? <laughs> I think this guy's got it right on the nose. And I'm ready to celebrate two, three cat victories tomorrow. If you want to get all full and technical, it's about yeah. Point. I mean, I, baseball beating Boston College hopefully tomorrow, and then K State women is definitely going to beat UCF. Uh, that K State, I K State women, they're 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 TO'd about what hap- happened to Names Iowa on Wednesday night. I would be, I'd be furious how that game went down. They had their opportunities, they just d- didn't didn't get it done didn't get it done they had their opportunities some calls didn't go your way i get it some bad calls from the officials i get it um that the big gal from uh, iowa state was knocking down shots it was frustrating what a frustrating game that was cats are fired up and they're going to get it done in both games a double header saturday in bramwich for much for as much as it was nice to see aoka lee come back in that game i still say that this is probably a better game for getting her back on her feet than what that one was for sure, for sure. And this isn't a game that they need Aoka Lee to go off or anything like that. Yoki was the go-to player. Um, they wanted to get her the ball in those overtime periods. Mm-hmm. Sundell took a three and she made it, but there wasn't a lot of mid-range or deep shots um, in in the overtimes against Iowa State. So this is obviously, a, in any game now, it's a better matchup because you have Yoki back, but... I mean, just by watching that first game in Orlando earlier this year, they didn't need Yoki to go off. Yoki took her – it took her a little bit to shake off the rust, shake, brush off the cobwebs, and get rolling. And when she got rolling, she got rolling. Uh, but this isn't the Yoki needs a ton of points game. So I expect an all-around good game from K-State in, in, uh, in Manhattan at 4 o'clock. Okay, that's the double dip tomorrow. Our coverage to begin at 10 o'clock tomorrow morning for the men against TCU. Then again, 3.30 for the coverage of the women tomorrow as they tip off at 4 against UCF. Mitch is in Topeka getting set for high school basketball tonight. What about a quick preview here before we hit the break, Mitch? Well, these two teams actually played Washburn Rule, Manhattan uh Girls and Boys Basketball. They just played Washburn Rule back on the 5th, so that was, what, 11 days ago? And there were two heartbreaking losses. So, and Manhattan girls and boys, like, they still have a shot to get a really good seed in the 6A substate. So, these are two really important games in Washburn Rural Girls. They have a, they have a freshman that's a, a power 6 D1 talent, but Manhattan lost by two a few weeks ago. Manhattan boys lost in overtime in a heartbreaker to Washburn Rural a week and a half ago. So, 
Both these teams looking for some revenge tonight on the road in Centennial League play. And in both cases, really need them for postseason positioning right now. Yeah, I mean, the boys have an outside chance of tying for the league title, but if Junction City wins tonight, uh, they're going to win the league title. Mm -hmm. Um, It just depends if they'll share it with uh, Washburn Rule or not. And uh, in Junction City's at Emporia tonight. So I would imagine Junction City's going to win the league title tonight on the boys' side. The girls' side, it's already been won by Emporia. Uh, Washburn Rule can still tie it, but it's going to be it's going to be an Emporia Centennial League championship. But it's, it's now you're, you're really thinking about sub-state and positioning because it's basically a, a region of the NCAA tournament. Top 16 teams are seeded 1 through 16. If you're in the top 8, you'll get a home game. If you're in the top four, you're guaranteed two home games for sub-state. So it's important to try to get to the top four. And right now the Manhattan girls and boys are both uh, in the sixth spot for the uh, 6A west side of the bracket. That all on the way coming up tonight in uh, what? We're headed for 545 still for uh, getting stuff underway? We are still in the third quarter. So I doubt it's going to be a 545 start. But I'm not sure. You never know. Oh, you're going to make me work. Oh, wait. I'm already working a a later (laughs) evening anyway. I'll keep you guys up to date. I was like, I'm here all night, so I'll I'll keep talking. (laughs) We continue with more of the game in a moment. keep you updated with uh, wrestling results uh, yet through the course of the night though they are winding down in the, this round of wrestling at wichita north we'll get you updates coming up during the course of our basketball coverage tonight on news radio kman a full rundown also up tomorrow morning on scoreboard saturday presented by wtc communications do you get much into soccer owen are you much of a uh, a footy guy i am not unfortunately uh, I will mention this only because there's a bit of humor to it. And you have to have a sense of humor if you are someone like Megan Rapino, because of the amount of heat that she has taken over the years. Yeah, she, I, that I do know. As, not, as a non-soccer fan, I do know that she is in the headlines quite a bit. So her final match, you know she tore her Achilles. Yeah, a heartbreaking way to go out. And joked, but people took it serious. If there was a God, this is proof there isn't. Yeah, definitely get a get a tick some people off with that one. Yeah. Yeah. So she appears on Pablo Torre's podcast this week with her partner, Sue Bird. And given the amount of attention that that comment has raised in some quarters, she says... I didn't even realize it was that big of a thing because I don't get into my comments like that. I don't even use Twitter anymore, but then I started hearing about it from lots of different people. She acknowledged it was a joke, which was a regular feature in her public comments. I mean, come on. People tend to miss sarcasm all the time. Yeah, that is... Uh, that, that That's a big part of it that... Yeah. Textbook 2020 right there for you. We can't take a joke anymore in a lot of spots. But she nailed it. It's life, she said. We want these perfect stories, and I'm a controversial figure. And having people low-key celebrate it 
but then also be so disingenuous about it. That, that part is kind of funny, too. I'm like, wow, you guys are in a special place in hell that you're celebrating this. Yeah, you know. Oh, my. Not sure if uh, that one may not have been as much of a joke, but uh, I think just about anybody that celebrates an injury uh, does have a special spot waiting for him afterwards. I don't know. I wouldn't go as maybe that far, but yeah, not a not a big fan of anyone who can celebrate somebody else going down. She also admitted a career ending with a long term injury is ultimately something she finds sad. If you can't laugh at this, you can't laugh at anything. True, very true. It's it's too hard to work through without being able to laugh about it is the main thing. Yeah, yeah. And honestly, I, I think that's the best approach you ha- have to take in that situation. And why am I not surprised that, I mean, and that's the sad part about the day and age that we live in. We encourage people to speak out. We want people to speak their minds. We want people to say what they feel. And what they think in moments. And then we blow them all to heck for opening their mouth. I think that is actually exactly why we do so. Because we talked about that earlier, right? People love to punch up, make themselves feel bigger, and criticize those who are well above their mainstay in topics that the person who is punching up doesn't know a ton about, right? So... Mm -hmm. What goes hand in hand with that, right? You can't punch up at people if they're not talking about it. And then... But then the person that is being punched at doesn't get to respond. Oh, yeah, it's very... How dare you? How dare you punch down? (laughs) How dare you punch down? (laughs) You're not wrong, man. Welcome to 2024. It's just... It's frustrating. I 100%. it's, it's It's hypocritically frustrating. It's hypocritical that we encourage this and yet then turn around and attack. Megan Rapino should be lauded for always speaking her mind. You may not agree with her, but she speaks her mind. I will always have respect for those who can do so because, and even the times where I sit there and I'm like, oh, I uh, don't agree with that. And it's probably not the best thing to say uh, with a microphone in front of your face, but. And I get it. I understand it. Because all you have to do is look at history and how we look at our sports personalities. Mm -hmm. Look at how, even to this day, there are still people that will get fired up angry when you mention Muhammad Ali. Yeah. Now, most of them are beginning to age out of our population, to put it kindly. Yeah, and it's to put it kindly, and I'll keep the comment I was going to say to myself about it, about them aging out. Um, but you're better off not going there. I'm just pointing out that it is still a segment of the population that still holds that anger that they had at Muhammad Ali for speaking his mind, making the change in his life that he believed he needed to make. Yep. And making the stand that he believed he needed to make. I don't, I don't know that I fully agree with the stand he took at the time, but the man took it. That he did. And he took everything that came after it. And he took everything that came after it. I mean, let's be perfectly honest. Muhammad Ali is not exactly um, 
is not exactly a profile in living the most virtuous life. But he did withstand a lot. A whole ton. Stuff that I probably don't even know about at my age. And there are so many people that don't even really understand the amount of conflict in his life. Oh, yeah. For for the hundreds of tens of, of thousands of people that disagreed and were so upset and still get upset to the mention of his name today, there are probably an equal number of people that view that as an inspiration to take the stand if they feel like that's right in their life today. So here's what we do. And it doesn't matter what area of life we're talking about, but in sports, we especially do it. We boil it down to binary. We boil it down to good guy, bad guy. To ones and twos, zeros and ones. Zeros and ones. We boil it down to He's a good guy. He's a bad guy. To yes and no. And I'll tell you this, folks. It's only taken me 25 years on this earth. Not a lot of things in this world, especially towards the top end, can be answered by yes or no. Howard Cosell. If I say those two words, there are just as many people that would express the disgust at him among those who lived in that era. In fact, there may be more. Because Cosell actually gave Muhammad Ali a platform on which to speak. But then you get Cosell in the Monday Night Football booth. And he is a hated man in Denver. Just as a point of reference. We laud those who speak their minds with what we agree We criticize those who speak their minds with what we don't. Yep. And yet, we try to say that it is a good thing when you speak your mind. And our athletes do. And then we turn around and criticize them. Not every one of them is going to hold the same belief that you do. Nope. It's not possible. There'd be no problems in the world if such. Their life has been different than yours. And it will continue to be different. There are different challenges that they run into that we will not. And vice versa. There's things that we will run into that they won't. Welcome to living in a country of more than 300 million. With a, a range from different race, religion, <laughs> pay scale, whatever you want to do. There are hundreds of ways to, dis- to divide this country up. Oh, boy. And, and some people are wonderful at the dividing. Oh, I tell you that. There, there are. Tons of people that are wonderful at it. This is why what is going on related to the Chiefs organization, its players, and Kansas City as a whole in the time frame following Wednesday has been an eye-opener. While, yes, if you are among the terminally online, you will have seen all of the Vast, A, conspiracy theories, B, hatred, C, racism, D, stupidity, E, arguments over guns. Notice I put that one way down the list, by the way. Yeah. 
I mean, the the fact remains, we are going to have those debates. Yes. Or we could fill the alphabet with those debates. Notice that the Missouri legislature pulled two gun bills this week. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, they came off the uh, plans to be debated. Just noting. Mm-hmm. It's amazing how, anyway. Um, Just smart. Smart man. The fact remains is that Kansas City is coming together. You see it in how everybody has picked up from this. And the region is coming together. And, you know, and that's part of it as well. When we say Kansas City, it does include a vast area. I mentioned my buddy Greg going. He lives down near McPherson. Took his 11-year-old son with him. God. On Wednesday. Mm. Oh, I know. I had a couple coworkers there, too, and I couldn't. One of my nieces that just got married last summer, her and her husband were there. Because they've gone to all three now. Yeah. One of our coworkers, one of our sales staff, was there with her sons. I mean, it, yeah, it hit no closer than home to home than Greg's location when it all went down. Yeah. I think my, I had a coworker that was about 30 feet from, mm. from the incident when it happened. And I, mm. I remember seeing a picture on her story that she was there. Um, and I had texted her that night and I was like, Oh, are I was like, are you okay? Like what? And she had ran me through the story and. She had. She's got some scrapes on her knees and her hands all busted up from falling down while sure. trying to, to trying to get away. So, yeah, I mean, at a loss for words is all I got for you. And yet, the vast majority of what we are hearing in the aftermath of that is coming together. Yep, there will be the isolated discussions from certain pockets that have ulterior motives. But for the most part, people have been good about how they have reacted and how they are approaching this, and that includes the Chiefs organization. They have handled it very well, I will say. And it it is an interesting case study, at least here in the early portion of it. A very interesting case study in the early portion of it, to get a feel for how the Chiefs organization has handled this. And honestly, when you look at the reactions, the notes from other teams in the NFL, that spoke volumes too. Could not agree more. I mean, each of the divisional rivals, first of all, each had statements. Something that's much, much larger than football. Mm-hmm. Something that is tremendously larger than football. Much larger than anything that you could try to tie together, try to tie those teams together. Much larger than all of those things. But above and beyond everything, the fact that it reiterates that, yes, as a, as a coming together, we can do that. Much more so than when we divide... Because of someone's comment that we don't like. Or any other 
dumb reason you want to toss out there. Respect. What a concept. Ah, crazy. Man. Crazy that it makes the world go round, and yet some people just don't like to, to put it out. No. No. It's always, oh, they are this, and they are that, and they, 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 they. They said this. They said that. They like this. They like that. Got to get rid of the they. Got to be more of a we kind of country. Absolutely. I may not be super old, but I do know that in my life. I do know that 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 I mean those that's what gets you through the day. As much as the we and and being united after something like this happens, the we comes down to your everyday life, folks. I'll tell you that I work 40 hours a week somewhere and I would hate every gosh darn second of it if it wasn't for the we that was there every morning that I pulled into the parking lot. It's the we that you pull into the parking lot. It's the we that you go home to 100 percent uh you know i on my way out the door the other day first things i i told mitch and, and dave g go home hug the girls in dave g's case go home and decompress both of you yeah it's it's very unfortunate that it is sage advice and it's unfortunate that you've been here too many times <laughs> to be able to give that advice out. I do my heart goes out to you in oh, that case. That's just a matter of age and experience, my friend. Well, it's not experience I wish any of no, us had. No. It's I I feel more for my friends that have had to cover it even more directly than I have. Oh, uh yeah. Um before I even get into naming names or or the like, uh, it, yeah, they've had to cover it way more than I have. And I know the impact it's had on each of them, too. It's not stuff you just brush off. No. It's not a brush away. It's not a leave that in the past. It's not a today's a new day, next week's a new week. It's It sits with you for a very long time. It's also why... Anybody ever tries to say, well, the media this or the media that, I get a little irate at. To take this uh, just a hair political. Because, honestly, they forget that those are people. That we are, my friend. I will tell you that Wednesday will not. And I, we're not doing, you know, we're not in Kansas City. I wasn't doing any live reads on Wednesday. I think I said a total of 15 words on Wednesday. I sat here and pushed buttons for two hours, and that show will stick with me for a very long time. Yeah. So I can't I can't even imagine writing about it, talking about it, live on the air, TV, radio, whatever the case is, and doing it multiple times for events much worse than what Wednesday was. The worst that I have had was being out of town when a tornado tears through part of my community and having to do the best I could to help from afar while my coworkers were doing all of the real heavy lifting and essentially serving as the information source for the entire region because... Every other radio station in the market had been knocked off the air by the tornado and the aftermath. It's a lot of weight, a lot of weight to carry. I hated being in the position that I was away from there. But it also, you know, 
gave me another view of looking at it and, and seeing that, yes, the we is very strong no matter how you structure it. Very true. Yeah, um, that was definitely what I would have preferred to have been in the seat, though. Yeah, I don't blame you there. You know, yeah, at, to do my a better part than what I did. Mm-hmm. So anyway, uh, just got the note from Mitch. Why don't we take one final break? Are we? Do we need one here? Or I mean, I don't need it, but I'll take it if you want. Nah, it. that's okay. You got a question for me, or you know, I'm sure I could boot one up here <laughs> before before I dig into the question that that it will get to. I was thinking about this earlier today, and I'm curious, being a guy that's been around multiple sports teams in your life and love so i mean i guess you could pick anywhere you want if you want to go rockies or broncos not the best player but just a favorite player that you've had like for me like in a, a good example for me like jacoby jones of the baltimore ravens was there for three years electric return guy touchdown celebrations mm-hmm. and all mm-hmm. what are you thinking bo jackson really bo jackson as a as a member of the royals because he came into Kansas City at a time that we thought, unfortunately, that things were going to continue the, the way that they had for Kansas City and electrified things that much more. You know, when you realize that Bo came on the scene after the 85 World Series. Yeah, I don't know much about that timeline of like how everything had played out there. And you had him hooking up with Nike, which just took everything through the stratosphere. His all-star game home run in Anaheim. Vin Scully's call was still tremendous. Uh, What Vin Scully call isn't is the question. With Ronald Reagan sitting right there, Bo Jackson introduces himself, which is exactly what he did. It was, hard, it was hard not to know Bo after that one. That is correct. So Bo ranks in there absolutely. No doubt about it. I could understand Jacoby Jones for someone your age. I'm actually a little surprised it isn't more Ray Lewis. Well, yeah, I, you know, that's the easy pick, right? The best player. Definitely, Jacoby was one of my favorite guys that was never the best, I guess. Is the okay. Best way to put it. Okay. I can get that. I Got, I mean, any, got any other guys there? You got a Denver Bronco that sticks out in your head? Carl Mecklenburg. Ah, that's the... I remember there, that there's name. A, there's an understated Bronco for you right there. Yeah, we brought that one up before. I remember yeah. that. Yeah. So, uh, Mitch has the high school hoops. I'll get you some updates on the wrestling coming up through the course of the evening. For Owen, I'm Troy. Have a great weekend. Remember, decompress a bit this weekend. And go Cats. Go Cats.